You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now. you with Karen. I've got Jess Borfieri in the studio with me. I'm going to grill her about her life and her music. I've been grilling her already. She bought me a CD. This will be the first time I've heard her music. <laughs> Don't grill me. I'm scared. <laughs> She's scared. You should be scared. Oh, but I was just telling Jess about an app called Periscope, if you've never heard about it. Periscope is an app that you can download on your phone and it's live streaming. So when you press the on button, the video that you're taking goes out live through the app, through Periscope. When you join, your Twitter followers can see that you've joined or you're on a radio show and you want people to actually see what you're doing as well as listening. So that's what we're going to do today. Sounds good. So here's me, the middle-aged mum telling the young gorgeous girl about a new app. How's that, eh? <laughs> I'm not much for technology, actually. I'm probably worse than you are. <laughs> I love technology, I have to say. I love it. So I'm going to play a song and then we'll come back and have a bit of a chat to Jess. You take me to places they'll never find Just watch and try, but always going up, up, up Turning gold, all the things we touch And it all happens so fast, everything that we ask for is ours, yeah In a run world, and I, 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 I must be crazy Seen a lot of girls, but I, 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 I That's the first time I've heard your music. It's fantastic, Jess. Thank you. I'm glad I could show you the first time I was on your show. <laughs> I've got Jess in the studio. We're live on Periscope. And go to Karen A. Swain or Law of Attraction. I think that's my uh, username on Periscope. Law of Attraction. It's my Twitter handle, baby. Law of Attraction. Mm, I like that. <laughs> you like that, Jess? So we're live streaming through Periscope at the moment, which means that you can actually see, well, I'm, I've got the camera focused on Jess. You know, she's the better looking one. <laughs> That's just not true. Turn it around, Karen. She's the young, gorgeous one. So <laughs> you're wearing pretty lipstick today, I though. Put, I even put on my lippy. Let me see. Looks Say lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, I'm here to grill you. You told me before that you had some miracles happen in your family. Yeah. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, sure. Well, let me start off by saying, obviously, I'm now a Christian. We had a conversation, Karen and I, a few weeks ago about um, our different beliefs. And I became a Christian a few years ago at the same time as all of my family. It kind of happened simultaneously, which was nice for us. And we went to live in Italy for a few years. We lived in Florence for two years a little while back. And we had just kind of started looking into Christianity and we're all kind of, we're a family of skeptics. My parents are lawyers and very, very skeptical and need proof for everything. And that's just the way we are. So um, it's very yeah. kind of unlikely that we did come to the faith, yeah. which is interesting. I love stories like that. I mean, um, yeah. most people are skeptics in the Western world because, you know, the age of reason, we've been in the age of reason. It's been all about if you can't see it, touch it, smell it or taste it, it doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what happened? Yes, we had, I think... We were up on a mountain in Sarnano, which is this place um, northern in northern Italy, and we completely ran out of petrol on the way down the mountain. And this was just at the very early stages of our faith. And 
we obviously panicked because we're like stranded. There's no petrol station for miles and miles on end. And we all just started to pray and we did this, you know, huge prayer and it was like a really significant moment in our faith. And a few minutes later, this man appeared with a petrol carton thing, handed us the petrol. We were saying, grazie, thank you so much, thank you so much, filling up the petrol. And we turned around to thank him again. He was gone. So it was like an angel had literally come out of nowhere Uh and just known that we needed petrol given us the petrol and then he just left. And that was kind of the first thing that happened to us, which was just unexplainable. Well, sceptics would say, ah, just a coincidence, you know, it was a real guy, no angels, don't be silly. Well, even if it was a real guy, I mean, I mean it, yeah, it was a real guy, exactly. but from where did he come? You know? Exactly. I had a conversation with a woman, it's dying to know day today, which is, it's a conversation around death and dying. And I was having a conversation with Nancy Rhines, who I interviewed about her near-death experience. And she said a similar thing when she was, she was hit by a a truck she was on her bike riding her bike last year at the beginning of last year and she was hit by a truck and she was a scientist and a skeptic and she was dragged under the truck she was she was up on the top of the and then dragged under the truck and she broke 27 bones in her body but she was in fight flight and she's like when the car stopped this truck she's like get me out of here get me out of here and this woman appeared she said a pretty blonde lady and she said she was a trauma nurse and she said don't move don't move until the ambulance come and we can get you out and then she disappeared like like she just disappeared, no one saw her. And they said if she had have moved, if she had have tried to get out, she would be a, a quadriplegic. And, and so, yeah, so this a miraculous person appeared. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the petrol though. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was crazy. It's just... Um... What happened to go from being complete sceptics to start looking towards something, Mm. something else? What was happening in your family? Yeah, good question. It was just kind of um, nothing was necessarily wrong. It wasn't, you know, like a a broken family or like some whole deal, but it was just I don't think we were nearly as close as we should have been and I think my dad was always working and my mum was at home and it just kind of got to a point where we had to make a change or it just would have continued down a road we wouldn't have wanted it to. So we just had to get away which is what led us to Italy Mm -hmm. and then from our travels we started to look into it and we found a really nice American church that we started to frequent and then we just really got into it started researching etc so it just started with perhaps a little family controversy or a bit of controversy a bit of strife so how many in your family brothers and sisters two siblings a brother and sister one older, one younger? No, they're both younger. I'm they're, the oldest. Oh, you're the oldest. <laughs> so that, this is what I find really interesting because usually when parents say, okay, we're going to believe in God or we're going to believe in anything, we're going to believe in something, even a diet or anything, the kids usually say, oh, yeah, you old fogies, you know, we don't want to have anything to do with what you believe in. I want to believe in what I believe in. Don't tell me what to do. That's usually the mantra of the younger generation. Yeah. Which is what I did with my parents. So how come you guys didn't do that? That's what I'm fascinated about. I think because we just saw real truth in it and we all kind of we went to Italy as a family we did everything together so it was a process all of us grew at the same time it wasn't like they went off on their own little journey of exploration and we were like no you're crazy you know we were we all went to church together every Sunday we were very skeptical at first and then it just you know we grew together I think we encouraged each other in the faith and I don't think any of us would be there without the other person's encouragement and going forward I want to quiz you more about this, but I'm going to play another one of your songs. Please do. 
The rock star is in the house. Okay, let's see if this is going to. I will. This is this one. Is that one a good one? Play Edge of Love. Play Edge of Love. It's better. Well, let me see if I can uh, get it happening because I'm playing off a CD she's given me on my computer and it doesn't want to. <laughs> so sketchy. Come on. We'll get it happening. There we are. This is I Will. Oh, this is I Will. Oh, That's, good. This is I Will, ladies this is and just, gentlemen. This is just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> tried to play Edge of Love. <laughs> we'll come back and love it. Here she is. Dark and grey and ominous Prone to catch the rain A little shy You're a New York night Bright and wild and dangerous I can see the empire in your eyes You're a bird in flight Free and high and beautiful Always away above me But I don't mind you're all I see, you're all I hear, you're all I touch, you're all I feel, you're all I taste, your life is real, darling I could stay forever in your arms, and if you ask I will. You're the magic in beginnings, you're the tragedy in endings, you're the roller coaster ride, blowing wind all through my hair, taking me so high, I feel the adrenaline tonight. If you leave, don't say goodbye. I need you by my side. I'm so selfish, cause you're perfect, but I can't help. Cause you're all I see, you're all I hear, you're all I touch You're all I feel, you're all I taste, your love is real Darling, I could stay forever in your arms Darling, I could stay forever in your arms Darling, I could stay Makes the heart grow fonder Baby, if you break my heart You say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger But surely let it kill me Cause you're all I want You're all I need You're all I Take all of me, you're all I'll chase Cause your love is as real Darling, I could stay forever in your arms Darling, I could stay forever in your arms Darling, I could stay forever in 
Your Wakara and accentuating the positive. Jess is a young, up and coming singer songwriter. We've been playing her. You've been writing these songs, haven't you? I have been, yeah, over the past year. You've only given me three. I'm sure you've written more. I have lots. I didn't. I didn't want to overwhelm you. Sometimes it scares people. I bring like ten songs, and they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, no, cool. Overload. I like them. I'm liking. I'm liking them. I've actually. I've been quizzing her for I don't know six months. How long have you been on air now? About six months, yeah. Yeah, From so February to August, that's six months. I've so. Jess, like, where's your music, where's your music, where's your music? <laughs> so this is the first time I've heard it's it. It's arrived. I make, arrived. I make you wait. <laughs> Play hard to get. Play hard to get, absolutely. Starting to know day to day, I've been talking all about that, which is a day dedicated to conversations wrapped around death because I think that we're all so scared of it that we don't talk about it and it's nothing to be scared of and I don't think we die very well. You know, we come in, we celebrate, but we don't celebrate the exit. What are your views on death and dying, Jess? How morbid. I love it. Yeah, you see, there's the thing, morbid. Everyone thinks that dying is morbid and horrible and don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a certain, I can see why people take that view. I mean, obviously, I mean, at least I wouldn't call dying or death a particularly nice thing because there's a lot of sorrow that comes along with that in terms of loved ones mourning and missing you when you're gone. Obviously, my personal views being a Christian are that um, there is life after death. And if you, you know, believe in God and believe in Jesus, you go to heaven. And so that is the hope that I have, which makes the idea of death and dying a lot less scary for me, which is nice. Um, So, yeah, that's my view, I think. But I I, I do understand how, like, and still being a Christian, I I don't think death is a particularly nice thing. I think it's pretty Well, it's definitely not nice for the people that are left behind. But the people that go, if you ever watch any, I've been interviewing quite a lot of people that talk about NDEs, you know, near-death experiences, or even people that are talking to their loved ones on the other side. I talk to mine. I find it easy to connect with them, but I've honed those skills. They'll tell you it's the most sublime, beautiful, incredible place to be non-physical where here we are in a physical environment they're in a non-physical environment so it's very pleasant for them not so pleasant for the grief that leaves behind so that's I think that's what this day is all about it's to clear up a bit of that grief you know if you knew that your loved ones were safe and happy would you grieve so much I mean yeah you miss them but then pick up the psychic telephone talk to them you can or talk to them in your dreams can I ask you a question? I know that sure. this is you interviewing me, but I actually have a question for you. How did you come to be able to talk to them? How do you talk to them and well, when how do I was, they respond? When I was 16, mum died. She came to me in dreams so many times and I didn't understand it because I didn't have an understanding of the whole thing like I do now. When I was 16, I didn't think about it that much actually. And uh, well, no, that's not true. I did think about it a little bit, especially when you go through the death of someone close because questions like, where is she? Where did she go? Does she live? Where did we actually, when I had that question, where did she go? The, the next question was, well, where did we come from before we were here? If we exist after we existed before. So what's that about? So I started asking those questions really intensely when I was 16 and she used to come to me and say, I didn't die. But when I came back into my physical experience, like when I woke up in the morning, I interpreted that as she was still alive somewhere and she wasn't talking to me, so I was angry. Do you know what I mean? So what she was trying to tell me was there's no such thing as death and that reoccurred over and over and over again. She came back to say, I didn't die, there's no such thing as death. All my friends that died came to tell me that, all of them. And my best friend died. I was the birth at her son. She died and um, actually three of my best friends died and all of them in dreams came to say, you know, there's no such thing as death, don't you? 
So I wrote a book about it. Wow, I mm. need to read that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give For you a sure. copy. Yeah, I'd love Return one. Return to Love. So, yeah, that really alleviates the grief. I inter- interesting. I interviewed a lady recently called Elisa, Dr. Elisa Medhus, who had a 20-year-old son who shot himself about five years ago, now nearly five years ago, and she was a complete sceptic, a doctor, and she came from two atheists' parents, mm-hmm. really atheists, and her father said, well, Elisa, I'm so sorry, but he's gone to dust now. He doesn't exist. And she wanted to know that there might be another story out there. So she started contacting mediums and chatting to him through mediums. She said some were really bad, but some were really good. And when he came through in his personality and he told one medium exactly how he did it blow by blow, the time and what happened and everything, like she, he just described the whole scene, like the medium described the whole scene. So she knew she was talking to her son. And after five years of talking to him through mediums, she said that her grief is completely gone. It's like knowing that he's safe and he's in a good place. It's just like he's overseas in another country. It's not with her here, but he knows that she still goes on, so it's alleviated. It took her four years, but it alleviated her really horrible grief that wow. she lost her son, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so tell us more about your miracles because uh, Jess said to me a few weeks ago, you know, I had some miracles happen. I said, well, you better come on air and talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the main one. There are a few others that were kind of me just being really obnoxious and kind of testing God, I think. So there were just like a few little ones, which I probably won't even go into, but um, just, you know, I would pray about something or I would have a question. I would take the Bible and I, I would kind of flip it open to a page and write in that passage would be exactly out of the whole Bible, the exact words that I needed to hear or that I just said. Um, or that echoed my exact thoughts. You know, I'd shut my eyes, open the Bible, point my finger to a page like that, and it would just come up. So just little things like that. And then the real miracle is kind of the way my family has changed since coming to the faith. I mean, we were all such different people before, and I, I think it's very hard to change people, especially at my dad and mum's age. People are very stuck in their ways. So Christianity and, and we believe God and, and Jesus were able to, like, you know, to transform us and change us and make us better people and improve us, which is um, something that I think is a testament to the faith, which is cool. Beautiful, beautiful. I have to say I'm not a big fan on religion in general. I'm very spiritually focused but not religiously focused. Let's talk about that. Because I see religion as being divisive. I think that it, it divides people. It's not inclusive. It's exclusive. So, In what way? Well, if you don't believe in Jesus, then you don't go to heaven. You see, that's a Christian thing. And I think all religion is man-made. It's not that the principles of religion aren't, won't save you and, 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 and help your life incredibly as it has yours, but the principles of many of the religions, like all of them say, you've got to join our club. Our club is the only club to be in. Those other guys are wrong. Hmm. So it creates separation and not unity. And when you speak to dead people, they'll tell you that there's no religion in heaven <laughs> and that we're all one. We're all one energy. We all come from the same source. And so religion for me creates that division, which I think in many people, and it's created a lot of problems in the world. But I also see it having huge benefit for millions of people across the world because it brings them back to a more of a sense of love and a sense of knowing themselves. So, Yeah, I think like the main, what you said exactly what um, I think a lot of Christians, at least I can only speak for like my family and my church, but a lot of people have this idea that, um, that Christians do so many bad things and that 
Christianity has been the cause of, you know, look at the Catholic Church and the priests and what they've the atrocious things they've done to, to young people. And well, I wouldn't put it down to Christianity. I would say any religion. Any religion. Yeah. Any Any ideology that says I'm right and you're wrong is not going to be of benefit to anyone because it's not inclusive of other people's ideas. And I get what you're saying. I think the whole point of Christianity is that, I mean, obviously we're not perfect. I think everyone accepts that they're not perfect. But the idea of love, if you believe in love as a perfect concept, yeah. the fact that love is a perfect concept, is that being something that you need to reach? Yeah. And that's through Jesus in the opinion of Christians. And it, I think it is inclusive because anyone can believe in Jesus in a second. You know what I mean? Well, anyone can. Anyone can believe in love. And love doesn't belong exclusively to any dogma. Like Ziggy Marley says, you know, love is my religion. Mm. <laughs> so that's my religion. But I'm not putting down religion because religion really benefits many people in the world. Like I see my my sister-in-law's mother at 90, you know, she's a Catholic and she goes to church every Sunday and it gives her such joy to be a part of that club. And they sort of have their own exclusivity, but it gives her joy to be a part of that club. So mm. Mm. I think the ultimate aim for Christians is that, I mean, I would never want anyone to feel excluded or like it's some type of exclusive club that you can't have access to or that because a lot of the another issue is that a lot of the concepts in the bible people think are exclusive like homosexuality or this or that um and that you can only be a christian if you adhere to certain conditions Mm. which i think is completely the opposite like i just want to stress before we move on to whatever else we'll move on to that um it's about freedom i feel free cool Anyway. That's the point, isn't it? That's the point, that's yeah. The, that's the point of all of it. Yeah. No matter what you believe in, if it helps you feel free, then that's a good thing. Yeah. That is a very good thing. We're going to play another one of your songs. Here we go, if we can get this thing going. Oh, it worked. It worked. Edge Finally. of Love. Yeah, this is it. Edge of Love. Check mm-hmm. it out, people. Check it out. Looking in your eyes, it's just not enough So we could drive, drive the top, just cruise on 
Life is a miracle. It's all a miracle. This big, fat, wide world we live in, it's all a miracle. You're with Karen, accentuating the positive on FM 99.3. And Jess Porfiri is with me. We've been quizzing her all about her faith and her beliefs and her music. I've been playing her songs and I've heard them for the first time today and they're fantastic, Jess. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm glad you like that. The rock star. Will you remember me when you're famous, honey? You'll be backstage at all my shows, Karen. Come on. <laughs> I'll be too old, but... <laughs> no, even if you're in a wheelchair, you'll be back there. <laughs> Mind you, I'm, in saying that, that means that, that your success is a long way away when it could be just around the corner. Have you That's ever thought about... Have you ever thought about going on one of those shows like The Voice or anything like that? You know, I have. It's crossed my mind quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I like the shows. I think it's more for me because I'm a songwriter and I have a very clear vision for myself as an artist. I think that it's more of a last resort only because, you know, you you do cover songs every week. And um, yeah, and it just it doesn't, you know, strip you of your artistry so much. But it's it doesn't just, encourage it either. Yeah, I think... I've got to say I've been watching The Voice this season and they seem to be more encouraging of people staying in their, in their lane. thing. Yeah, in their lane, yeah, mm. whatever sound they are. So that's been good. I, I agree. No, I love The Voice. I love those things. I think like, you know, if I'm not where I want to be by say 24, 25, it's definitely something I'd give a go. Yeah. Um, it's just I, I just want to go the songwriting route first. And So how old are you now, 19? I'm 20. 20. Oh, you've turned. When did you turn 20? Last October, actually. I'm nearly 21. Oh, you're so old. I know. <laughs> I feel it, honestly. My back's starting to ache. Oh, God, I give me a break. Wrinkles. <laughs> give me a break. Wait till you're 51. <laughs> are you 51? No, don't tell anyone, will okay. you? <laughs> Our secret. So what's the dream? What do you see? The dream for me is to be working in music. I, I actually really, really love songwriting. And so um, something I really want to do, it's kind of the main thing I am pursuing is um, writing songs for pop artists and for uh, so, so you'd prefer to write songs for others than, than yeah, perform? Yeah, I, I am going to release an EP and that's something I do want to do. I do want to be my own artist, but um, not so much actually as I want to write for other people. Really? Think, yeah. You know, I played Sia this morning. You know mm. who Sia is, I right? love Sia. So Sia is just huge in the States and she's Aussie. I love that. But she tried, like, she tried for years to break into being a pop star or whatever and her music became very popular and she wrote for all the big stars. Like she was making a fortune writing for them and writing their mm-hmm. music. And then she released a Chandelier, what was it, last year? I think she uh-huh. released it or the yep. year before. And some, and she had people, there was a bidding war for the song because it was a great song, people liked uh-huh. it. And she said, nah, mate, th- this is for me. This one's for me because it was quite personal, mm. you know, and she became this mega, 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 mega. So I don't know, anything mm. can happen. It's true, it's Believe true. in law of attraction. Do you believe in law of attraction? Um, I don't so so much know what that is, actually. (laughs) Well, that's a discussion for another time, isn't it? Because that's what this show is all about. It's about, well, it's about thinking positively because when you think positively, you attract what you want and when you think negatively, you don't. That's really simplistic, but it's about putting out a vibration because your vibration attracts. So Hmm. haven't you found that when you're really miserable, things tend to go wrong one after the other? Like you get sick or you break up with something and then you get sick and then like then you fall over and then things don't work. Mm. And, and then when you change your vibration, when you start to be more positive about yourself and about life, then things tend to just fall into place. Yeah, positivity is important. Get Absolutely. into the flow. Get into the flow. Nice. 
So that's what we yap on about all the time on this show. Coming up to the end of the show, thanks, honey, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast talking to you. It has. It's been really fun. What's coming up on your in the next half an hour? My show, we just keep it juiced. We got some good Keeping tunes. Keeping it juiced. We got some dad jokes from me. Dad jokes? Yeah, a few things lined up in the joke department. Maybe. <laughs> and um <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you'll see. It's it's a surprise. Cool. Tune in. Cool. So that's what's coming up after the eleven o'clock news. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next week. Bye for now. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Thanks for joining me for another great conversation on Accentuate the Positive Radio. Remember to go to karenswain.com, K-A-R-E-N-S-W-A-I-N for more fabulous conversations with fascinating people. Also, all our podcasts are available on iTunes. Thanks again. Check you next time. Bye for now. Clap along.